0: Welcome to Kylie Mentors Moms, a podcast where you can feel empowered in your role as a business owner and a mother. I'm your host, Kylie Ann, a mom of three and wearer of all of the hats. Let's get started. All right, guys, I'm super excited because we have Amanda Clark here today. And Amanda is one of my friends. We've been friends for a while, but recently this year, she has been one of my coaching girls. And so we've become really close and I've been able to see kind of the inside of her business and her life. And I just think she's a really incredible person. She is a photographer. She is a family like influencer kind of, I don't know how you would describe yourself, but her whole family hunts together and she talks about it and blogs about it and relates to people about it. And I love that she does that. And then she also has this apparel business that goes along with her hunting. So we're going to hear all about it. Uh, originally she told me she was an Enneagram seven, I think, but we've decided she's an Enneagram three. At least I think she is because she's a go-getter just always doing the next thing. Nothing stops her. She's amazing. So Amanda, before we start, I just want you to tell us like about your family, how many kids you have, kind of what your businesses look like, what they are, what they're called, all this stuff. So I
1: am a mama of four. I have, I don't know if you care about their ages, like 14, 7, and five. So All sorts of goodness here. Um, My businesses, so I have Amanda Clark Photography and I have another one called Cold Strike. And that's like our product-based business that we're switching into. And then I have our hunting fam side of things that's kind of what spurred the product-based business beginning.
0: That's awesome. Okay, so Amanda does a lot of different things. Like I said, she's a type three. And that's what I love about her is because she's so passionate about so many different things. And she just takes that passion and just goes like super deep into the next thing. And it's really amazing. So what did it look like when you started your first business? How did that go? Um, how did you get started? I actually don't even know this story. So tell me how you got started in like photography.
1: Okay. Well, I've always been the girl with a camera in my hand. So I feel like the initial like spark was when I was. A kid my grandma got me my first film camera at 15 and we used to do like these and get style photo shoots with our cats it's <laughs> <That's> amazing <laughs> it kind of went along that and then I got I don't know I kind of I got pregnant at 19 and it's like I kind of lost myself for a minute you put yourself on the back burner I completely devoted myself to my kids and being a mom and I lost myself for a while and then Dustin and I bought our first digital camera. I think Kenna was almost a year old. I think, no, she was like six or seven months old, and I took a little digital photography course at Bridgerland there in Logan. Oh and my gosh, I used to teach that class. Yes, I took it from Alexa Miller, I think. Went through all of that, and started shooting friends and family, but I was still kind of in that, oh my gosh, I can't afford a babysitter. How do I do this? And then I had my third baby and we actually, that's when newborn photos were starting to become a thing. I tried them with my second baby and it was a complete failure. It was awful. (laughs) We went and got his done and I was like, I can do this. And so I just hopped on, started watching courses and it kind of just took off from there. And I don't know, getting over a lot of those mindset blocks of I can't do this. And there's like this thing when you're a mom that it's hard to leave your kids. I shouldn't say mm-hmm. like leave your kids, you know, but you have like that mom guilt that we call it mm-hmm. and trying to go out and do shoots. And I was just very attached to my kids at that time because I had completely devoted my life to mm-hmm. all that. So it was like oh, this yeah. journey to finding what lights me up again and being like, no, it's okay. Like, it's actually good to leave the house mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and leave yes. your kids with your husband
1: or grandma or whoever, and go do that. And so that's kind of where it just that's like awesome aired through my whole life.
0: I love that you have that story because I think a lot of women, especially women that listen to this podcast, kind of have a similar story of they go all in on motherhood and then realize, like, oh my gosh, like there's so many things I wanted to do or want to do. So they start trying to do them, but then they have this like mom guilt because they felt like, Oh, but I was called to be a mother, but why don't I feel like I'm super fulfilled being a mother? Oh, like only being a mother. I, I, why am I trying to find anyways? There's that battle that we go through and we have to like, yeah, overcome all these hurdles and mindset things. Like I can do this. I mom guilt doesn't need to stop me or I can be a good mom and work and all this stuff. So I love that you have that story because so many other women that are listening have that story and, and me too. I mean, I started my photography business before I had kids, but once I had kids, then that those hurdles still came up for me. Like, how can I do this all and be a good mom? And anyways, so that's really awesome. So tell me now you're how many years into your photography business?
1: officially I started in 2015. So May of 2015, and then we had to move in there. So what's that six
0: years, (laughs) six years. Okay. So you're six years into your photography business. She's an amazing newborn photographer. Like she's amazing photographer in general, but newborns are not my thing. So I'm always super impressed with newborn photography. Um, so, but then recently, so six years in recently, you've been called to do something completely different. So tell me about why and how, and like what that's looked like transitioning for you. Okay. So
1: I don't know. I think what most people don't know when you jump in, it is a lot of work to do your own thing. So much work. And I was starting to feel, I guess you could say maybe a little burnt out, but I was still loving it. And then one day I kind of woke up and you realize it's the people you love, and maybe not necessarily as much the photography. But then we jumped in on the hunting fam journey because my kids started to get really interested in going hunting with dad and doing all of that. And I had had such a bad attitude toward hunting because he was gone all the time. But then when the kids wanted to start getting involved, it's very, very different. And so I thought, let's try it. Let's just try hunting together as a family and do it. And as we got out there, it is so hard to find gear for the kids, like good hiking clothes geared toward what we want to do. That was hard. And so I started to find like that love again for photography on the mountain because we're at the top of a mountain before Mm -hmm. sunrise. And so we always get to capture that. But finding the gear was the biggest struggle. And so that's what sort of led down the path of, well, let's just create our own because nobody else has done it yet, especially in the hound world. And so we have a very specific niche niche that's not being served and we dove all in. It's definitely been an experience, <laughs> but I do still get to utilize my photography for the hunting fam side of things, but for the cold strike side of things, it's mostly dealing with people and going back and forth between shops and doing all of that fun stuff. And it's been really fun to learn something new. I kind of feel that zest for life again, doing all of that.
0: I love that. So there's two really important lessons that you just said in there that I want to point out. The first one is I think a lot of us get stuck in like, we hate what our husband's doing or something's not working out for us. And we're just like, oh, it's the worst. And we complain, complain, hate it, hate it, hate it. I love that Amanda, instead of like staying in that place of like, oh, I hate being a hunting wife. I never see my husband. She like packed up and joined them. Like you were not into hunting when you married your husband at all. You didn't like it. You didn't like that he was gone. And so I love that right there because I think a lot of things that our husbands do or that situations that We wouldn't choose for ourselves, happen all the time, and I love that. I mean, I know that you probably went through the phase of like, I hate this, this is the worst, whatever, blah blah blah. But you came out of that with, like, okay, if this is going to be our life, let's make the most of it. And I love that lesson right there, that is such a good lesson. And then the other one that I love is that you just took every next open door, like, so photography kind of burnt out, so you started hunting, and then oh let's take the kids. Oh, they don't have gear. Oh, let's create gear. And I love that you didn't, it's not like you're like, oh, tomorrow we're going to go hunting for the first time. Let's start a hunting apparel company. It wasn't like a one day thing. It was like, oh, this is an opportunity. This is an opportunity. Oh, let's go here. Let's do this. And so I love that example because I think that's really key in blossoming and growing your business is just taking the next step and then maybe eventually that step leads you nowhere and you take a step a different direction. But the way you did it is just taking each next step. And then, I mean, that next step, I know a lot of back history with Amanda. It was super cool when she came to me, the next step was coaching. And then every step after that was just like, are you even like yeah. seeing this? This is crazy. So I want to tell you, I want to talk a little bit about that, like what that looked like and, and why you thought of coaching and how you prepped for that and all of that.
1: I feel like, I don't know. I, I, I'm going to feel like a broken record right here, but you know how they say, like, when you're ready, the coach will appear. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of funny because I have done mentorships in the past. I've done some coaching in the past and I never, I feel like I wasn't mentally ready for that. And so I was not in a good headspace starting that I was like, this is going to be my answer and everything's going to work out, but I wasn't necessarily ready to dive all in to put in the work to do that. And so this time I'd been searching for a little while and it was actually that very first podcast of yours when you were talking about getting over fear and then you jumped in to say you we're starting coaching. I hit pause in the middle of the episode and just dove over. And I told my husband, I was like, I just want to get in now. So she doesn't fill up. And I, I really resonate with your you're kind of like a tough love coach. Like you're very supportive, but if you okay, I guess I did what you told me to do, but I knew if I didn't do what you told me to do, you were going to be like, "Well, why not?" and I was yeah. going to have to answer to that. So I just feel like you have to really be in that mental head space and I was already there when I found you. And so it was super easy for me to just pivot and jump in and I was ready to do the work and I just knew that that was the next step that mm-hmm. I needed to at that point in my life. It was so it- really
0: cool because after she did that, she would say like, "Oh, I want to do this." And then literally it would fall into her lap. And then like, "Oh, I want to do this." It would fall into her lap. And it just and I the same thing happened with the other girls I'm coaching, the same thing happened with my girls that are on my team. Once your mindset is in the right place, it's just crazy how you say, "Oh, I want to um I don't know, I want to hire a photographer. And then the next day, Amanda literally gets an email from a photographer locally. That's like, Hey, I want to come work for you. I'm moving down there and I want to be an associate or like, Hey, I want to hire an editor. And then the next day she would get an email. Hey, I'm really looking to join a team and be an editor. It's like, it was like one thing after another in a row, it just all aligned and worked out. And she was in the space to like, take on those systems. And like, together we were able to figure out how she can still do photography, how she can still do, um, this apparel business because she wanted to switch over completely to this apparel business, but that's not paying the bills right now. Photography is paying the bills. So it was really cool because we were able to decide like how to make both work. And then as soon as she decided, everything fell into place. So what did you, what was like your main things you learned with coaching?
1: I think the main thing that it did for me that I took away from it was when you find somebody in your corner that's rooting for you and can believe in you as much as you believe in your dream, it's super invigorating. I don't know, to feel like I just had your guidance on that next step. You were like, no, you are going to start a podcast. Yes, you are going to hire this associate and here's how we're going to do it. Just to kind of have that, I don't know. I've always felt like I never really fit in anywhere. I don't know how else to describe that. But Mm -hmm. like, then you find other like-minded people such as yourself Mm -hmm. that believe in the bigger picture. You didn't even necessarily like tell me what to do. Mm -hmm. It was just, you kind of guided me through it and helped me see the things that were falling into my lap that I was iffy on. And you were like, no, write this down because literally you, everything I had thought of doing was sitting right in front
0: of me. And I just needed your push to just take that and run with it. I love that. a lot of people who don't know much about my coaching. One of the main things about my coaching is a lot of it is personal work that you're doing every day. I have you do certain things every day that help you get things out of your head and sort things out yourself. And it was funny because Amanda would come to me on boxer and dump things. And then before I even had a chance to read it, she would figure it out herself. And like, that's what I want this coaching to be, because I don't want it to be like, okay, for two months, you're successful. And then as soon as we're not coaching anymore, you're not successful. I want you to build up the confidence and have the tools to be able to sort through these things yourself. And I'm just like your guide through it. And I feel like maybe it's not even coaching. It's guiding. That's what I, I like am doing. And it's, it's been really crazy to me to see like the growth that, these girls like Amanda's had over two months when I like was just in there every other week with like, Oh, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this because she was doing the work daily on herself, on her mindset, on her fears. Like you should see her notebook, how much fear she's worked through over those two months and how strong she is now. And I think what's really cool is in the beginning, it was like, Oh, I have all these fears. Now, you know, when you have fears, what to do, and you don't spiral and you just can get over like those setbacks so quickly mm-hmm. which i love watching. So what would you recommend to someone um before they go into coaching?
1: I would honestly recommend be in the right headspace. Like i feel like it took me really knowing that was the next step. I had to know that i had to know i was ready to put in the work, to do whatever it takes, but i feel like also what comes with that is at this point, my why is so strong that I'm not stopping. You get mm-hmm. to a point where you're like, pissed off. Can mm-hmm. I say that on your yes?
0: So <laughs> that's where we're to <laughs> me.
1: Okay. With where you're at in life to get to the point where you're like, no this is mm-hmm. happening. I am doing this. I know what it's going to take. It's scary. I, it's still terrifying. And you do go through those times where it's almost like you're fighting two people in your head.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's like the one that wants to go back to the old habits. And you're like, oh, but turning on Netflix would just be easier after dinner than trying to go to work or do this. And so I canceled Netflix. And wow. then eventually you get, past that far enough that the pull to going back to your old ways is a little bit less. And then you hit another milestone and then you feel a pull in another direction to go back to the old ways. And so it's a mental game. It's a huge mental game, but if you aren't ready to take the information and to be coached, it's not, it's not going to benefit you Mm -hmm. because I mean, it is, it's hard work.
0: Yeah. And it's a lot of just letting go of expectations and of limiting beliefs that you don't, a lot of people don't want to let go of their limiting beliefs. They want to stay in the place. It's easier for them to be like, well, I won't be successful. So I'm not even going to try. Mm-hmm. Like it's easier to stay there for them because they don't want that fear of like, well, maybe this will work. And then what if it does? And I don't know, it's crazy because you think when you say it out loud, it sounds like, oh, why would not why would anyone want to stay there? But The more I'm coaching and the more I'm working with women, the more I realize that some people just are more comfortable self-sabotaging than they are like rooting for themselves, which is sad. And that's what I want to change because there's so much potential in every single woman. And we already have, I just did an interview that's um, actually out today. And she said, what I want every woman to know is that you already have everything that you need to reach your potential within you. And that's so true. And I like, want to like write that on a poster in my house, because I think a lot of us try so hard to do different things. And all of us have done this, like, oh, we're going to take this class and then this class and then this class and then this class and try to be successful. But like I said, with Amanda, I was just guiding her with what she already knew inside of her and teaching her how to trust herself, which I think is invaluable having that trust within yourself, because look how far you've gone since coaching just on your own. Yeah. And well, and a lot of it is Kylie's watching. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching. I'm watching. It is. It's you like, have to prove. Yeah. But it's good to have someone to prove, like, I'm going to prove to everyone, to my coach, to my husband, to my something, you know, it's like, you have those people in your head. Like I'm going to prove to them that I can do this.
1: Yep. It is. It's huge. And it's huge to just have that accountability buddy and to, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, just to keep pushing. And just to know how much I just don't want to stay in the same spot in life. And yes, there's, yeah. there's bigger things out there. There's bigger things and out there. And
0: yeah. And if you never go for them, then you stay where you're at. And that's yeah. the crazy thing. And I know risk is really scary. You're really good at risk. I think risk is scary for people. So, how do you take those big steps like ordering? before you launch. And it's like with product-based business, you're kind of switching into the more risk. because oh, um, yeah. service, you're just putting your service out there. If they hire you, they pay you, right? So how has that risk yep. looked? And like how do you work through that in the beginning?
1: It's terrifying, but the product based business is two years in the making. It's a thought we had for a year before we ever even took any action on it. And we kind of knew I did some product photography for a local here in town. And we got talking about designing your own products, you know, and he was telling me the numbers, like to design your own thing, you're looking at like 30 grand, you know? And so I guess I kind of had that in my head. So Mm -hmm. we had been saving up my husband guides outcomes every fall. So we had been saving up money every time he goes guiding because that some of that was just extra and then you kind of feel like you're on the right path. I don't know how else to describe that, but with as many things, I mean, there have been hurdles, but with as many things that have fallen into place too, I feel like we're on the right path. Our minds were already made up to go for mm-hmm. it. And so, you know, like I just paid for our fabric. Our fabric will be here on Thursday or Friday this week. Wow. So I about that, but you hit a point where your why is so strong that the numbers aren't as scary anymore. So I don't know, we've gotten good feedback from our followers. We've gotten, you know, a lot of support that way. And we are starting a little bit smaller, but I would rather start small and figure out, like I told my husband, I'd rather have inventory that I own, even if I have to sit on it a little bit longer. And if it doesn't sell good the first time around, you can always come at it from different angles because eventually it will sell. We know what we've created We know it's high quality. We know all these things. And it's just coming at it and figuring out the right marketing on that to get it sold. I feel like what terrifies me the most is if we were to just be slapping it all on a credit card or something like that, that would terrify me more. (laughs) Yes. You can always come at it from a different way, but then part of Mm -hmm. me is just like, okay, let's get our first samples, tweak them. And then let's just see how far, how fast we can get our product out there and see where it goes.
0: I work with a lot of small businesses that are doing the exact same thing. Like they have their cash flow, they buy, and then everything that they sell from that, they buy bigger the next time, and then bigger, and like that's a, such an impressive way to grow. But it's like a lot when you're putting everything you just earned back in, back in, back in. But it does pay off, and that's the thing. If you can get past that factor of like, but well, what if it doesn't? Or that self-sabotage where you're like just thinking of all the what if this goes bad what if we don't get our money back and just kind of like if we don't get our money back then i mean we can work again like it's not like that money's gone forever we can create the money and, and like getting those negative beliefs like flipped around into positive things like oh even, yeah, it's, I've had to do this just with little things like, oh my gosh, I don't want to wear these jeans here because they're my favorite jeans and da 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 like little things like that. I'm like, okay, I can buy the jeans again. It's going to be okay. Like if I yeah. ruin these or if I stretch them out or if I wear them too much, I can buy them again. Like, let's not, not wear the jeans so that they stay good. Cause then we're not leaving. Let's not, not buy the thing because we're afraid that we're going to lose it. And I think it's on every level. We, we do this on smaller levels, on big levels, on huge levels. So it is all about just taking those next steps. And you are so good at that. Just let's do the next thing. Let's do the next right thing. Let's do the next right thing. And eventually it leads to, I mean, look where you're at right now. Tell us from, okay, beginning of coaching, January 1, basically what you had was a photography business where you did everything and the starts of a company. Tell us what your, your whole... Thing looks like now.
1: Okay. So now it looks like this is what's super exciting. So I hired the cutest girl, Harley. I'm actually starting to fill her schedule, which makes me Yay. so happy for me, so happy for her. <laughs> and yes. we just barely this last week transitioned into so I had her listening to my podcasts and doing the graphics and all the good stuff behind the scenes. And then I would get it all scheduled. And now I brought on another girl. She's actually one of the ones that we talked about that I interviewed during yeah. coaching. Um, I brought her on. And so she's going to specifically be podcasting. And so I feel like, I don't know, in business, I'm trying to think of through having each person just focus on one thing so yes. they can be the best at that one thing. Exactly. And I noticed that Harley was kind of starting to struggle a little bit because she's also in school. She's a marketing major. And so she's in school, she was trying to do photography, she's working another job and then I was putting podcasting stuff on top of that and i could tell it was becoming a lot for her and so i just asked her like do you care and so then we brought kara on who's on now and she's doing the podcast graphics and the blog posts and then she also will type some like what to wear for family photos and then my husband edits all my podcasts so i don't have to listen awesome. to myself talk <laughs> On repeat after I record. And so it's just been super nice to start to figure that flow out. And as we go along, we figure out, okay, like I need another, an extra graphic for this. You kind of start to figure out where you need things. And so I'm Mm -hmm. glad it's all happened slowly instead of all at once. And we're just figuring it out as we go. And it's
0: been, it's been fun. So that's kind of what the back end of business looks like right now is... Okay. Well, we'll go to the product site in just one second. So when you first started in January, you were feeling burnout of ph- photography and you almost were like, it's time to quit. And yes. now you've stepped into that, like CEO role. You're doing the things you love to do. You're assigning the things you don't love to do. And I mean, maybe you did love to do them, but it's just too much. You're doing too much that it becomes unfulfilling because you're doing too much. So now how are you feeling about your photography business?
1: A lot better. It's been, I don't know, it's just been so different to be able to pass that off and to just realize people like me up, not photography. And yes. now yes. I'm able to deal with some of the people still in different aspects of business
0: mm-hmm.
1: and Harley can go do the shoots. And that is absolutely what she adores doing. And it's like a breath of fresh air to be able to just step back, still make money Mm -hmm. Help her make money, doing what she loves and being able to put my focus and energy into the other things that I want to do.
0: I think it adds a whole new layer of fulfillment when you're helping other people make money too. It's Mm -hmm. so fulfilling to know like I'm providing for me, but I'm also providing for this young girl as well, which is amazing. Yes. Um, and then what has your product business looked like from January to now?
1: So January. I think you came in, we were still in baby phases. We were sourcing fabric, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got our fabric picked. We did a poll on a color. So again, starting small, we didn't want to throw all this money into all these different colors. And so we let our followers, our email list subscribers got to vote on a color that they would like to see first. And now we're to the point we did run into a little snag with shipping um so with everything that's going on shipping overseas the boat was going to take two months and she was negotiating an air rate and it was like seventeen hundred dollars and so we just kind of had to navigate through okay seventeen hundred dollars how many pairs of pants can we make with that money with the fabric that's coming over and then we asked again our followers Would an extra ten bucks added onto the pair of pants to cover the cost of shipping to get it here faster bother you? And most of them said no. Like ten bucks is ten bucks; they didn't care. So we opted to get it here faster. She ended up saving us three hundred dollars, which still,
0: yeah,
1: yeah, too much, but yeah. And so our fabric will be here this week, and they already have patterns cut and ready to go. And so she'll sew our first few samples so that she can get them to us and we can start wearing them on the mountain. And then we're able to tweak them if we want to make any changes to pockets or anything like that. And then we will do our first production run. And at this point, we're trying to decide, do you do a small run and then try to do like Kickstarter or, you know, something like that Mm -hmm. to to get people to just commit to purchasing a pair and then place another big mm-hmm. recorder. We'll yeah. see. I don't know. I don't know what we'll do. Yeah.
0: There's so many ways you can approach it. And I think there's no wrong way. So I I yeah. know you'll go with your gut and I feel like your gut is never wrong. That I, that would be a really cool idea because then you're ahead of it, which is yeah. nice. Yes. Super, it's funny super. when
1: you start going through all of this and with coaching, because I even never understood like listening to your gut until now. Mm-hmm now I'm understanding it and that's my husband because it was funny that you said that your gut is never wrong like my husband said that to me the other day he said your gut has always led you it's weird to like say your gut but like (laughs) 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 but he said it the other day about it's always got us to where we need to go and so I trust
0: you because you just in
1: tune with yourself and those feelings yes. of where to go next that you just it's
0: really an incredible feeling when you're in tune. And I think everyone can get there. Not everybody's there or understands it right now. If you're listening to this, like Amanda said, I didn't used to know what that me- me- meant. I didn't used to follow my gut because I didn't always know what that meant. Now she does. And isn't it amazing how it just leads you Along the way, like exactly to the next opportunity, and I think a lot of it. I know we say gut, but a lot of that is that mindset of we're attracting the right opportunities, we're in the right headspace, we're letting the fear like stop get out of our way, like we're getting the fear out of our way and the limiting be beliefs, so we can see clearly. And I think a lot of people, the gut is, or your mind, or whatever, wherever your heart, wherever you're feeling guided. Um, is clouded by fear and limiting beliefs. And I think that's why this coaching is so powerful is because I'm going to teach you how to get the limiting beliefs out of the way so you can see clearly. And that's exactly what guides us, like me and Amanda, along the way of growing our businesses and hiring and all the different things. Like we can feel when something's right or when something's not right. And you even hired someone and it wasn't right. And then you felt that before she even quit. And it's crazy how it just, it really does lead and guide you. Yeah.
1: I knew she was going to quit. I remember voxering you and I'm like, no, I'm just waiting for her to leave. Like, I think something's not right. And yeah, it was like a couple of days later that she had emailed me
0: and was like, this isn't working out. (laughs) That yeah, it's crazy. That was so crazy. But I, I, and I know the whole time I was like, this is crazy. Are you seeing this? But like at the same time, I know, because I know it's going to work if you let go of the limiting beliefs and the fears and just listen, it does work. So I shouldn't be so surprised every time it does work. But I was every time like, oh my gosh, Amanda. This person messaged you, then this person messaged you, and then you ran into Uh this person. It's amazing. So final advice to a mom, like starting a business or pivoting a business, what would you say to them?
1: I would say just know it's going to be a lot of work, but know why you're doing it. For me, it's like, I'm doing this for my kids. I want to provide better options. I want to be able to travel more. I just, there's that bigger picture of life that I have in my head. And so when you get stuck in oh, but my kids need me right now. They also need to see you chase your dreams down because if you completely put that on hold and don't do it and don't do it and don't do it and pretty soon you're now an empty nester and you still haven't done that. Well, now you've also taught your kid not to chase their dreams or go after what they want. And they are it's like passing a mindset onto your mm-hmm. kid of, oh, well, when we become a mom, we have to be a mom. And for some people that's their, completely their calling and they absolutely love it. And I love that. But if you feel that pull to do something more or to do something different, those ideas pop into your head for a reason. And that is why not everybody has the same ideas of things to start or to do. It comes to you for a reason. And it could be like that one person out there that needs to hear what you have to say or Mm -hmm. somebody that needs that product idea that just popped into your head. And most people don't do it. But I feel like listening to your podcast, you very much talk to like moms in business. And so for those moms who have that bigger picture, just don't be afraid to keep a little piece of yourself. Don't completely lose yourself in motherhood.
0: You can find that happy balance. I love that so much. And I love that you said that there might just be that one person. I remember when you were launching your podcast, you're like, well, like what if no one listens or I'm just maybe nobody cares or whatever. And that first day you got the message from the person who was like, I really, really needed to hear this. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, maybe it's one person, maybe it's a hundred people. Maybe it's a thousand people. It doesn't matter how many people, somebody, if you're being called to do something, somebody needs that. Somebody needs that product. Somebody needs that service. Somebody needs that message. And yes. so lean into that and, and go for it. Yes. So Amanda, where can people find you? Oh my gosh. Um,
1: ColdStrikeGear.com is the one that we're on the most. That's where you can find all of our bear chasing adventures with the dogs. And then aclarkphoto.com is my photography side of things. And my podcast is
0: actually on both too. So awesome. We're going to leave all of that down below in the show notes so you can find Amanda and hear her messages on her podcast because she talks a lot about this, a lot of these same things, fear and limiting beliefs and getting past those things and the kind of the journey of her, of her product business and how that's looking and stuff. So thank you so, so much for being here today, Amanda. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. This was fun. Thank you for being here on the Kylie Mentors Moms podcast. If you have a friend that needs to hear this message, please share it. Hang out with us daily at Kylie's Studios on Instagram and use the hashtag KylieMentorsMoms